Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 69 here of Rams Up, your L.A. Rams podcast. We have a recap of the Rams' Monday night wildcard playoff game. The Rams dispose of the Arizona Cardinals 34-11. Wow, did they bounce back from that horrible second half last week. I was so worried about this team. I was worried about the mental state of this team. I was worried about their pass protection. I was worried about their secondary Well, worry no more. This team came out and performed way beyond my expectations. Shame on me for even a moment thinking that this team would not answer the bell and bounce back. You know, I'm almost wondering if that second half collapse last week against the Niners was a good thing. Good for this team in the long run. Right now, it sure seems like it. One thing about this game, I was kind of confused as confused as the announcers, trying to figure out what the Cardinals' plan was on offense especially. Maybe their running backs were worse off than we expected. I I saw they were both active, Edmonds and Connors I'm talking about. But they were really no factor. I thought they would be 
going to Connors, especially early in the game. But apparently they weren't healthy enough to attack this Ram defense. That's what I'm thinking. But whatever their plan was, a swarming Ram defense very quickly proved it wasn't going to work this night. And I need to talk about Matthew Stafford a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, he has a playoff win. So can we all please shut up about that? Stafford, in fact, finished with a 154.5 passer rating, the highest in Rams playoff history. And for those of you younger Ram fans, we're going all the way back to Norm Van Brocklin. He knocked him off the top, as well as a guy named Kurt Warner. Yes, Matthew Stafford, the highest quarterback rating in Rams playoff history now. And OBJ finally finding his groove, perhaps. That's going to be big for this Rams offense moving forward. You want a double-team cup? Be my guest. Van Jefferson, OBJ, Tyler Higby. We have lots of weapons on this offense. And how about Cam Akers? Is he a game-changer or what? He looks so good, and what a compliment to Sonny Michel. Cam Akers changes everything for this offense. I mean, I knew we were going to miss him when he went down, but I think now I'm starting to realize how much we missed him. Sony Michelle and Cam Akers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, need to figure out how to stop this. They got about six days to figure it out. So you got to feel really good about this offense right now and the defense. Don't tell anyone that the Rams are missing four starters for this game. Ernest Jones, Sebastian Joseph Day, he was a starter, and our two starting safeties, and this defense stepped up and played so well. And how'd you like our backup middle linebacker, Trevan Howard, breaking up passes 35 yards downfield and busting up running backs in the flat. He is so much fun to watch play. So many guys stepped up. And we'll talk about in our third segment, we're going to get to these opening notes here. Then we're going to have our game capture. Then we're going to get back to some more game notes. And then finally, our loop around the league. And as a reminder, my prediction was Rams 28, Cardinals 24. That was a bad judgment on my part because I fully expected the Rams to win, but I thought they'd go in with the mindset of putting up 30 points. And I said that to myself, so I don't know why I had that lower number of 28. Maybe I just expected the cars to show up a little bit more. The Rams put up 30 points as I kind of hoped they would, but they really didn't need to because the secondary was so much better than I expected. Of course, let's not forget this Cardinal team was banged up. I'm elated with the way this team played, but we got to put it into perspective. This Cardinal team was almost as banged up as the Rams. So it's really a nod to the Rams front office and the coaching staff filling out this roster with guys that can play and coaching them up so that they can perform on game day. So kudos to the staff and the front office. Rams looked really good today. Before we get to our game capture and then more notes and the loop around the league, I'll quickly revisit my fearsome four keys to the game. My fearsome key number one was Trevan Howard and company needs to shut down James Conner, especially in the passing game. That's where he hurt us in previous games. Well, I really thought the Cardinals would get Conner more involved, so I was wrong on this because Connor was barely out there, it seemed like. He contributed on the one-touchdown drive. That's about it. 
So I kind of got that one wrong, but misread the health of James Conner. First some key number two, got to improve the protection, especially after last week, and we did. For the most part, protection was good. Here's some key number three, that defense needs to get organized. Ernest Jones and Jordan Fuller both out. Taylor Rapp out. The secondary need to all be on the same page, especially against a guy like Kyler Murray who can go off schedule and create plays. Hey, we succeeded at that. I was really impressed. The announcers called out a couple of breakdowns that I couldn't see. There was bound to be a couple, but for the most part, we succeeded at this, getting organized on defense. In fearsome key number four, I think I got this completely wrong. The stars need to be stars in this game. You know, AD had a good game. I suppose Jalen did too. Matthew Stafford certainly did. Von Miller contributed. Cooper Cup, he's Cooper Cup. He was like our number three receiver in this game until the second half. But what I should have called out is some of these role guys need to step up. Some of these Guys that I mentioned earlier that fill out this roster, the Nick Scotts and David Longs and Marquise Copelands and Trevin Howards. These guys need to step up on defense, and man, did they. And that was really the key to this game. So got that one wrong, although I think the Stars did perform well. A couple of them really stood out, but it was really those other guys that won this game for us, in my opinion. Of course, having all these stars makes it easier for them to come in and contribute. That's for sure. Be back in a second with our game capture, every possession from start to finish. We're on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, and DraftKings Sportsbook is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Let's do our game capture for you. First half went as well as you could have dreamed of if you're a Rams fan. Arizona's first possession, three and out. Ashawn Robinson and Leonard Floyd both making big tackles and long covering A.J. Green on third down. Rams first drive, first play. Sony Michelle busts loose for 35 yards. This was the play Whitworth got dinged up on. He came back in now. Rams got behind the chains on a penalty and ended up punting. Arizona, another three and out. Kyler Murray had a shot on third and 11, but misfired. I'm not sure who he was throwing to. Rams second possession. They get the ball at the 49. Whitworth is back. Big 17-yard play to OBJ into Arizona territory. 
Stafford converts a first down on a keeper at the Arizona 25. Penalty sets them back, but then a big completion to Tyler Higby to the Cardinal 6. And on third and goal, Stafford hits OBJ in the left corner of the end zone. 7-0, Los Angeles Rams up. Arizona's next possession, another three and out. Three possessions, still don't have a first down. Von Miller had a sack. Cardinals looked like they might convert on a third down trick play, but it was called back for an illegal forward pass. So they punt. Rams get the ball to 32. Big run by Cam Akers on second and 12. And then a 14-yard pass to Higby. 31 yards to OBJ on third and two. Sets up the Rams at the two-yard line. Sonny Michel appears to score, but they say no. Second and goal. Stafford keeper is short. Another keeper. Again, they say he has not scored, but on review. Touchdown Rams. 14-0. Arizona's next possession at their own 25. AD gets a sack on first down. Leads to another three and out. Arizona punts. Brandon Powell returns it to the 50. But the Rams go three and out when Stafford and Akers just miss hooking up on third down. Might have been a touchdown. I think it was a little bit of Stafford underthrowing him and Akers not adjusting well to the ball. But Hecker pins the Cardinals at the one-yard line. 8.45 left in the half. Rams are up 14-0. Second and seven, A.J. Green Appears to have a first down. Nick Scott makes the hit, and they call it incomplete on review. And on the next play, Kyler Murray panics when he's under pressure. Troy Reader looking for the safety. Murray tosses it, trying to get rid of it. And David Long is there to catch it right before it hits the turf. Walks into the end zone, and the Rams are up 21 to nothing. Arizona finally starts to move the ball a little bit, picks up three first downs. Then on second and 12, Leonard Floyd brings pressure. Murray, trying to hit Chase Edmonds on a screen pass, unloads it a little bit early. It bounces off Edmonds' chest, right into the arms of Marquise Copeland, and he has the interception. Rams take over at their own 49. They look like they hit a big 34-yard pass play to OBJ, but it's called back. Whitworth obviously holding. The Rams have to punt, and Hecker once again comes through, pins the cards at the 10. 2.46 left in the half, Cardinals at their own 10, down 21 to nothing, another three and out. They punt the ball back to the Rams. Rams start at their own 42. Looked like they picked up a first down on third and 10 to Hickby, but he drops it, can't hang on to it on the sideline, and the Rams have to punt. Arizona... Starting at their own 14, pretty content to play it safe at this point, not wanting things to get any worse than they already are. Clock runs out, and we go to halftime. Rams up 21 to nothing. In that first half, Cardinals just three first downs, all on that one drive. Rams had nine. Cardinals 27 yards rushing. Rams with Akers and Michelle, and even Jake Funk pitching in, 94 yards rushing. Rams only had 93 yards passing. They didn't really need to go to the air that much. But Kyler Murray, only 28 yards through the air. Second half, Cardinals kicking off. I half expected them to try an onside kick, but they did not. Rams start at their own 25. They convert a third down pass to Higby and then a trick play for 40 yards. Stafford, a backwards pass to OBJ. 
and he throws it downfield, connects with Cam Akers. Rams eventually score. Stafford to cut for seven yards, helped out by a holding call on the cards on that drive. Rams up 28 to nothing, and they're starting off the second half right where they left off. Cards finally answer. 75-yard drive, Murray converts a fourth and four, helped out by a 15-yard personal foul penalty on Aaron Donald. They go for two and succeed, cut the lead to Rams 28, Cards 8. 4-11 left in the third quarter at this point. Rams' next possession, Stafford connects with Van Jefferson for the first time of the game. 41 yards, get down to the Cardinals' 24-yard line. Cam Akers takes a handoff and collides with Buda Baker. This is a play that Buda got hurt on. It looked pretty bad. Hopefully it is not. He appears to be okay. I'm thinking it was just a concussion. Let's hope so. Now my special assistant, who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous, is much more hipper than I am. And you saw Cam Akers do that little hands-down move when he walked past Baker. I'm sure Cam did not know how serious the injury was, but that little hands-down movement, apparently it means you're too small. And that's what ticked the Cardinals off, but cooler heads prevailed, and I think Akers, realizing that Baker was hurt very badly, regretted doing that. That possession runs into the fourth quarter. Rams have to settle for a 36-yard field goal to make it 31-8. to Cards next drive get deep into Ram territory, and after a holding call, have to settle for a 55-yard field goal. It was 4th and 20, but to settle for a 55-yard field goal at that point, I thought it was odd. You take a 3-TD game, and you make it a 3-TD game. You might as well go for it. That's my thoughts, but I'm not an NFL coach. Maybe I'm wrong. So now it's 34-11. to No more scoring on the evening. Both teams trading possessions. Subs starting to get in at the end, especially on the Rams side. Final score, Los Angeles Rams 34, Arizona Cardinals 11. And the Rams move on for a Sunday date with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Florida. Get back to some game notes from the Rams' 34-11 win over the Arizona Cardinals Monday night wildcard football. Look at some stats from the Rams' side. I already mentioned Stafford had a 154.5 rating. He threw for just 202 yards in the two TDs. Michelle and Akers ran for 58 and 55 yards, respectively. Cup ended up being the Rams' leading receiver, even though he only had one catch in the first half. He finished with 61 yards. Is that guy slippery in the open field or what? He just has a way of turning his body and adjusting to would-be tacklers and getting that extra five or six yards. Really fun to watch. Rams had a lot of big plays. Van Jefferson had a 41-yard catch. Akers had a 40-yard catch. That was thrown by OBJ. OBJ had that 31-yard catch down to the Cardinals' two-yard line. Higby had a really big 22-yard catch and Cup a 29-yarder. Probably a good time to mention 
OBJ is the first player in NFL playoff history to have a 30-yard pass and a 30-yard reception. Ashan Robinson should have mentioned him earlier. He had a big game, led the team with seven tackles from the defensive line position. That's not very common. He really stood out to me, had a great game. Von Miller had a sack. Aaron Donald and Greg Gaines shared a sack. As for the Cardinals, Murray finished with 122 yards passing. Now that's really incredible considering that he was playing from behind most of the game. Those are the games where guys, you know, end up with 350, 400 yards, but not this time. Murray could never really get it going. Chase Edmonds and James Conner combined for 47 yards rushing. Rams held Murray to six yards rushing. That's incredible. I mean, this guy has won games with his legs, six yards rushing. That's amazing. You know, I didn't hear Chandler Jones' name called once, but he did finish with nine tackles, so he had a good game. Jalen Thompson, the young safety, had 12 total tackles. They had one sack of Stafford. Kind of interesting, Andrew Whitworth, I consider to be one of the classier guys in the league, and I'm not going to say this wasn't classy, but he posted something calling out, calling out, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt with this little graphic someone came up with. Once upon a time in Hollywood, in first place, Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. So Whitworth having a little fun at the expense of the opposition's defensive lineman. Never saw that coming from Andrew Whitworth. Rams had interceptions by David Long and Marquise Copeland. Now, if you had told me before the game that was going to happen... I would have had a good laugh with that. Game notes of interest. Only one thing. I'm not going to talk about it a lot. I talked about it during the game capture. The Cam Akers, Buddha Baker incident. Just hope Buddha is fine. And like I said during the game capture, we got to cut Cam Akers some slack. When he did that little, your small motion with his hands, I don't think he had any clue that Baker was hurt badly. Still shouldn't have done it but keep it in perspective. Player props. Well, there's a lot to go around. I'm going to call out some guys' names you haven't heard in a while. Well, Cam Akers, obviously. Jeez, he looked amazing. Like I said in the opening, a game changer for the Rams. Bucks will have to game plan against him, as well as Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford, and everybody else. Have fun with that. Ashawn Robinson had a great game, as did Trevin Howard. Man, that guy. A converted safety. And against some of these teams, that's a real advantage. I mean, I want to get Ernest Jones back, but maybe we should play those two guys together, huh? David Long had a great game, as did Nick Scott, really contributing. Johnny Hecker. Now, I have been on him for about a year now. His punting has really tailed off, but he stepped up in this game. Five punts, all inside the 20, including one at the one-yard line that led to a touchdown for the Rams. Johnny Hecker, game ball for him. Coach's corner, I'm going to tell you, McVay was in a zone with his play calling. All the coaches, they had their guys prepared for this game. I really liked his challenge, both of them, especially the one with A.J. Green. It was a little risky but paid off again that contributed directly to the third touchdown. But I do have to make one critical comment. 
There was that play where Akers might have fumbled. It was pretty clear on review that he hadn't. But McVay better have been dang sure of that because he called a timeout. And I was just so worried that the Cardinals were going to have time to look at that play and throw a challenge flag during the timeout. I think it would have been wiser to get up and snap the ball in that situation. But overall, McVay, this was him at his finest, play calling and having his team ready to go. And by the way, in just five seasons, he is now tied with John Robinson with the most playoff wins by a Rams head coach. Four playoff wins for both of them. Refing review gaffes and blunders, anything to mention? Well, I gotta say, they called Tony Michelle's a TD, and it wasn't. They called Stafford short, but it was a TD. Other than that, not a bad day for the refs. As far as the announcers, my shy special assistant, he doesn't like these guys, for whatever reason. I kind of do. I have no problem with them. I will say I was curious. I'm not sure which one. It was during one of the dust-ups between the two teams. Started talking about this Cardinal-Ram rivalry. It's kind of news to me. I have never seen it that way between these two teams. It's kind of sort of like the Dodger-Padre rivalry. San Diego fans will tell you, yeah, man, Dodgers, they're our biggest rival. Hate those guys. You ask a Dodger fan, and they're like, I don't know, just another team. That may be what's going on here. I'm going to try to nail down these for some four big plays of the game. It's kind of difficult, but I'm going to give it a shot. Well, one has to be that Troy Reader David Long play. Rams are up 14 to nothing in the second quarter. Reader applies pressure in the end zone. Murray panics, pulls a Carson Wentz act, tosses the ball up for grabs, and David Long grabs it just before it hits a turf and returns it for a three-yard TD. A pick six from three yards out. Now let's keep in mind that was set up by Johnny Hecker's punt to the one, and it was also set up by that play by Nick Scott previously, and the challenge by Sean McVay. So a lot of things led to that TD, but Troy Reader and David Long made it happen in the end. For some big play number two, the Rams' second drive is still 0-0. The Rams are facing a second and 13, and Stafford hooks up with Tyler Higbee for 22 yards down to the Arizona 6. And that led, moments later, to Stafford to OBJ in the left corner for the Rams' first touchdown. Which one of those two is a big play? Uh, Take your pick. I'm going to go with the Higbee reception down to the 6. Here's some big play number three. Rams are up 7-0 at 2nd and 12. Similar to the Higby play, Rams are at their own 30. And Akers busts loose for 15 yards. Kind of set the tone for a lot of things to follow. Here's some big play number four. Same drive. Stafford connects with OBJ for 31 yards to the Arizona 2. That led to the Stafford keeper putting the Rams up 14-0. Now you note that all of these big plays were in the first half. This game was one in the first half, so that's why I'm rolling with these four big plays. So in summary, what does it all mean? It means the Rams are headed to Tampa Bay. Unfortunately, they have one less day to prepare and they have to travel. I think this team is so charged up and so talented, it should not be a factor. The line out as we speak is Tampa Bay by three. I think that's going to get 
bet down slightly to one and a half or two, two and a half at the most. The Rams have beat this team the last two times they've played. I think it's going to be a great game. If any defense can handle Tom Brady, it's the Rams. And remember, they're a little hamstrung too. They're missing some guys. Hopefully we'll have Taylor Rapp back for that game. We are going to have our next drop on Friday, since by the time you're hearing this, it's probably already Tuesday. So our next drop will be Friday. We're going to preview all four of the divisional round games. Mostly going to focus on the Rams-Bucks, obviously. Next up, our loop around the league, or in short, a quick look at all the other wildcard games. To our loop around the league. Well, let's check in on those five other games anyways. The five wild card games that we haven't discussed yet. Bengals 26, Raiders 19. Joe Burrows and Jamar Chase hook up nine times for 116 yards. Those two could end up being one of the better quarterback wide receiver combinations in the history of the NFL. They are both so talented. Now, everybody's going to want to talk about the whistle. The whistle on that play where Burrow threw the touchdown, he had not stepped out of bounds. The way I saw it is like this. He's about to step out of bounds. He releases the ball. The ball is probably halfway to the receiver in the end zone. One of the refs blows the whistle thinking that he was out of bounds. The Bengal receiver catches it for the touchdown, and everybody cries foul. Hey, that whistle... The play's over. And by rule, that is absolutely correct. And they probably should have replayed that down. But I'm going to take the contrarian view in that I really have a hard time believing that that whistle affected the play at all. I don't think the defenders let up, and we're really concerned about the secondary letting up on that receiver who caught the ball. I didn't see it that way. If you had replayed that down, I would have been less a fan of that than just letting it stand. I guess what I'm saying is this was the fair result. But I will concede, by rule, they should have replayed the down. But the Bengals are the better team. Glad they won. Don't have to hear any more about the Raiders and their black hole and their crazy fans. My special assistant who knows everything but prefers to remain anonymous, pulled this off of Twitter for me. The last time the Bengals won a playoff game, the Jaguars, Panthers, Texans, and Ravens did not exist. The Titans were the Oilers. The Ravens were the Browns. The Raiders were in Los Angeles. The Chargers were in San Diego. The Rams were in Anaheim. No, not St. Louis. Anaheim. That's how long it was. The Cardinals were the Phoenix Cardinals, and the Seahawks were in the AFC. And I'm going to have to share this with my one friend who is a Bengal fan. This is the first time Bengal fans can text each other about a playoff win. Bengal playoff football has totally missed the age of technology, apparently. Bills 47, Patriots 17, another result I was very happy with. Bye-bye, Patriots. 
I'm sure you've all heard this, but I'll repeat it because it's pretty amazing. Every Bills drive ended in a touchdown or a kneel down. Now that is domination. Looks like the Bills are hitting stride when it matters. Bucks 31, Eagles 15. The Bucks offense would appear to be very limited with the guys they've lost, but they look just fine in this one. This was a great team effort. Bucks defense dominated when it mattered. The Eagles were perhaps the weakest team in the playoffs, so not sure how excited Bucks fans should be. It's going to get a lot tougher moving forward. 49ers 23, Cowboys 17. I was really torn on this one. I was pulling for the Cowboys. Let's have the Rams go to Green Bay if they have to and win. They're going to probably have to do that eventually anyways. My thought was, do you want to play the Niners at home in the NFC Championship? Or do you want to just dispose of the Packers now and get it over with? Well, it turns out the 49ers are going to go to Green Bay after beating the Cowboys. I found it really difficult to pull for the 49ers. Anyways, I found myself pulling for the Cowboys, but Cowboys didn't deserve this. Niners played well, but this was just a poor effort by the Cowboys all around. C.D. Lamb shut out in the first half. How does that happen? Fred Warner and Nick Boza both got nicked up. Boza did not return. Warner looks like he's going to be okay. Jimmy G almost found a way to blow this in the end. And that's the thing about him. He can look like dynamite sometimes. Other times, he looks like dynamite for the opposition. Those penalties, 14 on the Cowboys. Or was it 15? I don't know. I lost track. That's what really did them in. It wasn't how the game ended with Dak not getting that spike off. That just wasn't a smart play by him. Needed to get down earlier or not run that play at all. And what's the best case scenario for them? They have one last Hail Mary. Don't focus on that last play and don't say the Cowboys were robbed. They were not. They shot themselves in the foot all game long. And even though I was rooting for the Cowboys, I got great enjoyment after reading Skip Bayless's tweets all evening long. The guy just can't contain himself. The way he looks at it, hey, if my Cowboys can't win... Gosh, let's just hope the Rams don't advance either. Chiefs 42, Steelers 21. For a New York minute, I thought the Steelers were going to pull something off here with that T.J. Watt touchdown, but that quickly passed. Chiefs geared up, looked like the Chiefs of old. The Holmes end up with 404 passing yards and five TDs. In all likelihood, that was Big Ben's last game. So what do we have next week? Cincinnati at Tennessee. Saturday at 1.30 our time. This will be fun watching Tennessee try to attack that somewhat mediocre Bengals offensive line. This could be a coming out for Joe Burrows. We know how good he is. Can he find a way to beat this attacking Titans defense? Titans have had two weeks to prepare, but Joe Burrows and Jamar Chase may have the answer. We'll look at this a little bit closer later in the week. And Saturday night, the Niners at the Packers, two marquee franchises once again. It's probably going to be in the teens, if not colder, in Green Bay. I don't think that'll affect San Francisco that much. San Francisco's strength running the ball, Packers' weakness defending the run. 
but there's a big edge in the quarterback battle here. Aaron Rodgers, so much better than Jimmy G. I think that'll be the difference. And then Sunday, 3.30 our time, the Bills at the Chiefs. And I think the winner of this game will go to the Super Bowl. Whether they have to go through Tennessee or host Cincinnati, these are the two best teams in the AFC. Otherwise, I've said before, I'll be pulling for the Bengals. But Bills were my preseason pick, and I'm taking the Bills in this one. We'll talk more about it later in the week. But both these teams seem to be hitting their stride. This is going to be a fun game. I suspect it'll be very memorable. We'll take a closer look at all of these games on our midweek drop. This week, that'll be on Friday, losing a day due to the Monday night football game. So next drop on Friday. And like I said, a preview of all the divisional round games. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.